Yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing for a cold open. The brains on the fritz. I can't remember shit. Can't remember shit. This is my <clears throat> rap song. Brains on the fritz. Can't remember shit. <clears throat> wow, that that was the whitest thing we've ever done. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was by far the whitest thing we've ever done. God damn, I got nothing for this, huh? Fuck. Um. So, uh. Things, uh. How about them Bruins? That Maple Leafs. They won last night. Yeah, I noticed. Seven to four. Seven to four. I'm glad that Bro didn't fucking hear it, so I don't get it. The a... final outcome of that game was a whopping seven to four. Yep. Yep, we definitely won that one. <clears throat> By we, I mean me, because you all decided to team up against me. We, we... Because you hate everything I love. We put that puck in the net seven times to their four times. Because you hate everything I love. Which is why you were all posting on Facebook about the goddamn maple leaves. I didn't do shit. You liked it. It was funny. <laughs> <laughs> because y'all hate me, and you just don't like me liking things. Because when I like things that you guys don't, I get bullied. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, no, every time. That's why I don't tell you. That's why I don't get excited about hockey around you guys because you ruined my fun. But like, I had to yesterday because I was really excited for that game and I couldn't watch it. So I was like, heads up, I'm gonna be on my phone a lot because I'm gonna be more than usual checking the score, checking the score, checking that that score, checking that. Uh... Broke enough cable, so I kind of watch it on cable. Checking that game. Doing that game score. God, I hate that none of you. I have no one to talk about hockey with. Here's my thing. There's too many fucking games for me to give a shit. You don't have to watch every one. Obviously. I didn't watch last night's. <clears throat> yeah, but it's like... Yeah, but then you gotta like pay... I don't know. I feel like it's like too much like you gotta pay attention to it. We do a video game little podcast. It's not that hard to pay attention to. No, it is. <laughs> we... We spend hours a day, hours on a Thursday, just talking about, like, this. The Bruins are going into game 30 of 100. I mean, it was game 7, but okay. this series. It was game 7. There's just so many. I don't know. I just, I can't watch sports. Just don't like what I like. At all. Like, I don't like video games. You like video games? That's how it is. I haven't played a video game in my life. Yeah. I've never... What's a video game? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. What is that? It's movies with movies with buttons. Stupid idea. <laughs> Stupid idea. Who came up with this? Never catch on. I'll never, never work. You'll be mocked. CEO of Konami. Yeah. <laughs> We're Navi Tales. Hi. I'm Josh. I'm Nick. And today we are going to be talking about Kingdom Hearts. I know what you're thinking. Josh, Nick, you've already talked about Kingdom Hearts twice. Well, today we are going to be talking about a specific sect of Kingdom Hearts. We're going to be sect. talking about Organization 13. Did you say sect? Sect. Group. Section. Did you yeah. just shorten section in no. your mouth? No, 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 no. You don't not know what a sect is? Sect is like a group. I guess. Like, who the fuck says that? Me. Fuck you. I'm a historian. Seven to bitch. four. Oh my god. <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about Organization 13, which I regret because this is Nick's favorite game. Um, so, yeah. Um, 
We've talked about Kingdom Hearts before on the podcast. Organization 13 uh, really touched me as an emo kid um, because they wore long black coats. <laughs> yeah. They, they definitely appealed to the modern goth kid. There's always that, like, we got to get, like, 13 friends and, like, go to a convention all dressed up. Yeah, it was real fucking hard for me to get 13 yeah, friends. Yeah, and then we were like, who do we know? <laughs> I, I assure you I don't have 13 friends. Yeah. We, 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 I, st- we stopped at like three. I got like five. Got like five friends. Wait. Six. <laughs> I was just thinking of our D&D group. <laughs> Pretty much. Because those are all the people I hang out with. Um, so Organization 13 was formed by a group of scientists working under a man called Ansem the Wise, the ruler of Radiant Guardian, and worked from Ansem's castle, Hollow Bastion. The head of this group was Ansem's apprentice, Exenort. Man, if you could see the look Nick just gave me. <laughs> the head of this group was uh, Ansem's appre- apprentice, Xehanort, with the others being Brag, Dylan, Evan, Alias, and Ienzo. Ienzo? I think it's Ienzo. I think it's Ienzo. Ansem, th- these are all made-up names. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Ansem the Wise... Be- just so you can rearrange their names later. Yeah. Ansem the Wise began initiating tests about the human heart focusing mainly on Xehanort with the hopes of recovering his lost memories. At the urging of Yenzo, he constructed a massive laboratory under the castle. However, Ansem the Wise soon ceased his experiments, for he feared that going too deep would have grave repercussions. Also noting Xehanort's apparently superhuman abilities. Going too deep. (laughs) More dreams! Which isn't really a joke for this franchise, is it? (laughs) That happens at some point. When you go deeper. However, his six apprentices, uh, still seduced by the desire for knowledge, conduct their own experiments, their own dangerous experiments on countless subjects. Eventually, they discover the beings called Heartless, those that are born from the darkness in a heart and seeking others as well. Xehanort, having taken on Ansem's name and writing his findings under it, opened a door uh, he discovered, breaking down the barriers between worlds, allowing travel between them. When a king named Mickey arrived, the six men, men's desire for knowledge eventually caused Xehanort to abandon his body, becoming a heartless, though he was unusual in that he had a human form uh, and retained his memories. The other, the other five soon following. Thus, the first six members of the Organization 13 were born, and they banished Ansem to the Realm of Darkness. The, the uh, Ansem the Wise Ansem. Yeah, not, not Xehanort Ansem. Yeah, because he took his name. Uh, after this, the organization makes their first appearance in the series, apart from Xemnas' appearance in Kingdom Hearts Final Mix. The neophytes, Marluxia and uh, Larxene, yes. uh, Marluxia and Larxene, tried to take control of the organization by using Sora as their puppet uh, by having Namine rewrite his memories, while the senior members, Zexion, Lexius, and Vexen, try to oppose them by using the darkness in Riku. However, all of them, save Axel, who was sent to kill traitors in the group, were eliminated. Um, Basically. Fuck <laughs> it, the X's. <laughs> Basically all of Chain of Memories right there. Yeah, that just some just summarized Chain of Memories real quick, because it's really the first appearance of... Uh, yeah. yeah, they were sent there to, to look for things because Chain of Memories was once a different place. I don't know. This franchise is fucked up, dude. Yeah. I don't know why we keep thinking we could tackle this lore. <laughs> I really don't. It's so much. It's so dense. It's so dense. At we least gotta... it's not Metal Gear. That is true. 
So only eight members, Xemnas, Axel, Demix, Z- uh, Zaldin, Zigbar, uh, Luxord, Syax, and Roxas of the organization remained at the beginning of Kingdom Hearts 2. Sora and his friends took every single remaining member down, save for Roxas, who became one with Sora, and Axel, who sacrificed himself so that Sora and his friends could save Kairi. In the end, uh, the Organization 13 is ultimately destroyed when uh, Sora and Riku defeat Xemnas. Um... This is this is another game. And then they all come back. And then they all come back. Uh, while Dylan, Evan, Alias, uh, Ienzo, Isa, and Leah appear in the in the the next game. This is uh, Birth by Sleep. Uh, uh, appear in Birth by Sleep in minor roles. Bragg serves as a major player in Master Xehanort's ruthless ambitions, acquiring his signature scars and eye patch following a battle against Terra. Of Ansem's apprentices, Bragg plays the largest role overall in the story until the appearance of Xehanort. Uh, Axel, Roxas, and Zion also appear in the game's secret ending, and Xemnas appears briefly in the final mix version of the game. A data version of Namine reveals to Datasora. Fucking hate that sentence. <laughs> um, That's because fucking, which one was this? This was coded. Coded, yeah, this one sucked. Yeah. That Axel, Roxas, and Shion, while apparently gone, are still connected to Sora's heart uh, and waiting for him to rescue them from their suffering. The three appear along with Terra, Aqua, and Ven, and the real nominee as apparitions waiting for Sora to bring them back from non-existence. Um, now we have another game. I didn't split these up properly in this because I'm fucking me. I don't know. The resurrected Master Xehanort uh, reforms Organization 13, only consisting of several incarnations of himself from many alternate timelines. So far, the only known members are Master Xehanort himself, Xemnas, Ansem, Seeker of Darkness, Young Xehanort, Bragg, and Issa. There are also six others whose identities are not yet revealed. Sora was supposed to be a member, but Leah saved him from being possessed by Xehanort. Master Xehanort says that someday a new organization which he calls 13 Seekers of Darkness, is supposed to battle against the Seven Lights. The organization soon vanishes into darkness after Sora was saved. This is all from uh, <clears throat> Dream, uh, Dream Drop. Uh, young Xehanort explains to Riku that they originally wanted him to be the 13th vessel, but, become, but because he has built an immunity against the darkness, like the Keyblade, they chose Sora instead. Uh, Master Xehanort mentioned that one of the Seven Lights was in his possession. This given that he merged with Terra is presumably uh, his heart, and Ventus remains in Sora, and Aqua is trapped in the realm of darkness. Uh, other former organization members like Yenzo, Alias, Evan, and Dillian. Dylan? Dylan? Yeah. And Dylan. Uh, what a fucking... They spelled Dylan D-I-L-A-N. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, and Dylan appeared in Radiant Garden and Ansem Study during certain cutscenes. However, the fates of uh, Demix, Luxord, Marluxia, and Larxene currently remain unknown. Uh, Xemnas explains that the nature of a nobody is to gain a heart quickly after losing it. As such, he states the true purpose of Kingdom Hearts was to prepare its members to be vessels of Xehanort. Yeah. He wants to make... Basically making Horcruxes. Yeah. want to fucking compare it to something with himself. Uh, ranks with the organization have little to nothing to do with power, while Xehanort's nobody, known as Xemnas, is the strongest, as well as the leader, the rest fall in the order they joined. Thus, their numbered rank is not necessarily representative of their status and power within the organization. 
as the group's names describe. Um, one would assume that there is a total of 13 members until the announcement of Kingdom Hearts 358 over two days. Uh, this was true. It's another fucking dumb name for a game. So uh, besides having a numerical rank, each member also has an assigned title. The only exception to this is Zion, who is not a true member of the Order. The ranks and titles are as follows. Xemnas, uh, the superior of the in-between, who controls sorcerers, uses the attribute of nothingness and weapons called ethereal blades, which he himself calls interdiction and is the nobody of Xehanort. Uh, Zigbar, who's known as the free shooter, controls snipers, uses the attribute of space and arrow guns called sharpshooters, and is the nobody of Brig. Zaladin, uh, or the whirlwind lancer, controls dragoons, uses the attribute of wind, and six lances called lindworm, nobody of Dylan. Vexen, which is known as the chilly uh, academic, uses the attribute of ice and a shield with, called frozen pride, and he's the nobody of Evan. Uh, Lexius, the taciturn stalwart, uh, uses the attribute of earth and an axe sword called sky splitter. Nobody of alias. By the way, stealing some of these names from D&D. These are <laughs> fucking rad. <laughs> yeah. Um, Zexion, which is the, known as the cloak schemer, uses the attribute of illusion and a lexicon called book of retribution, and he's the nobody of Ienzo. Uh, how do you pronounce this again? Syax. Syax, okay. Syax, or the Luna Diviner, who controls Berserkers, uses the attribute of Moon and a claymore called Lunatic, the nobody of Issa. Axel, known as the, Fur- the Flurry of Dancing Flames, uh, controls Assassins, uses the attribute of Fire, and Twin uh, ch- Chakrams, called Eternal Flames, and he's the nobody of Lee. Uh, Demix, the Melodious Nocturne, controls Dancers, uses the attribute of Water, and a sitar called uh, Arpeggio, uh, original persona unknown, and he doesn't stop saying dance, water, dance. Yeah. Uh, Luxor, known as the Gambler of Fate, controls gamblers, uses the attribute of time, as well as cards called Fair Game, and his original persona is unknown. Next we have Marluxia, or the Graceful Assassin, uses the attribute of flower and a scythe called Graceful, Deli- uh, Graceful Dahlia. Uh, original persona unknown. Larxene, uh, known as the Savage Nymph, uses the attribute of lightning and eight knives called Foudry, and her original persona is unknown. Next we have Roxas, the Key of Destiny, controls samurais, uses the attribute of light, and has wielded at least three distinct keyblades, and initially wields the Kingdom Key, later dual-wielding Oathkeeper and Oblivion, and is the nobody of Sora. Xion uses the attribute of light and the Kingdom Key, uh, Presented as the 14th member, though not co- considered part of the organization, and er- she's an imperfect replica of Roxas created from Sora's uh, memories of Kyrie. Um, basically, I think she was made as a failsafe in case Roxas didn't work yeah, out. Yeah, she was the, the failsafe for Roxas. Uh, each of the titles correspond to whichever element the particular member controls, a particular trait, or the weapon that they have, which was pretty, pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Uh, descriptions. Um, I'll ask that question at the end. Uh, there are a few major differences between the nobodies within the organization and the ones that Sora frequently encounters throughout the game. The average type that Sora fights often has strange features, enhanced speed, metallic skin, and shades of white, silver, and blue, and the trademark nobody symbol, which doubles as the logo for the organization. 
The nobodies that make up the organization have human forms with limited special powers revolving around 13 different elements. One ability shared by all members is the power to summon an oval obsidian portal of darkness that leads to unseen paths of darkness. These portals are known as corridors of darkness. I just said darkness a lot. This organization, take a drink every time we say darkness. Oh, God, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. You're going to hurt yourself. <laughs> uh, the organization makes use of the paths uh, to move to move to and from worlds unseen without fear for their well-being compared to those who are attuned with darkness and still have hearts. A few select members of the organization have control over the other weaker nobodies, though this is... Uh, only shown in Kingdom Hearts 2 and mentioned in Kingdom Hearts 358 over two days. The members from Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories may also have that ability. This is an unknown fact left hidden with their deaths. Like their titles, each member's lesser nobody has some similarities to them. These lesser nobodies are called sorcerers, snipers, dragoons, berserkers, assassins, dancers, gamblers, samurai, and dusks. Sorcerers... Sorcerer nobodies are under the command of Zemnis. They float over the ground constantly, possessing a grace much like that of Zemnis and utilizing large cubes of nothingness in several ways. They are the most powerful and rarest of the lesser nobodies. Uh, sniper nobodies are controlled by Zigbar and, like him, carry spiky guns that shoot small red crystallized lasers. Um, and a lot of them will have, if they have like a re reaction command, they'll be like the same as. Pretty much the same reaction commands that you would use in the in the boss fight. Yeah. Like the snipers and Zigbar have the warp snipe. The dragoons have jump. Yeah. Uh, the... the berserkers have the berserk where you pick up their claymore and you can use it against them. Yeah. The same as Syax. Uh Dragoon nobodies are controlled by uh, Zaldin uh, because of his affinity with wind and possess a large singular lance that mirrors the six that he fights with. And berserker nobodies are under uh, Syax's power. And as with the previously mentioned lesser nobodies, hold a weapon identical to that of their master. An observant player will also notice that berserker nobodies go through random surges of anger, much like Syax when he draws upon the power of the moon. The assassin nobodies are under Axel's control, capable, capable of becoming a circular form similar to Axel's weapons, uh, hiding away for short periods of time before attacking and causing a powerful explosion, which I just noticed that they self-destruct themselves, and that's what Axel does at the end of the game. Oh. I just put that together. Yep. Me too. Sorry if I'm slow on that and everybody's like, whoa, fucking obviously. Hey, I can't pick up everything. All right. It's a lot of shit going on. <laughs> yeah. Fucking tell me about it. How many times have you said darkness? Don't drink on that one. Do it. Uh, Dancer Nobodies are the most colorful of all the lesser nobodies, featuring bright colors such as orange and pink. They are Demiak's servers and relate to him due to his musical and unorthodox nature. Uh, the gambler nobodies are Luxord's rule. Uh, Luxord, being a gambler of many things, fights with cards, which they use as well, along with several day, dot, dice. Sure. Samurai nobodies are controlled by Roxas. Samurai wield two katana, just as Roxas wields two keyblades, Oathkeeper, and Oblivion. Dusks appear to be the least of the lesser nobodies, uh, and it appears that any recognized organiz organization member can control them. Uh, they are the only nobodies known to speak and identify past organization members as well. A known punishment for organization members is, to, is the threat of being turned into a dusk. Um, how this is done, and even if it has ever been done, is unknown. It's just more of a... You don't... Uh, you don't 
you don't follow the orders of the that you're giving, you're gonna get turned into a dust. I always thought it was an empty threat. Yeah. I don't know if they, they really know how to do that, but um the lesser nobodies are named after reoccurring Final Fantasy uh job classes and share similar traits with them, such as the dragoon's ability to jump. Yeah, I just thought that was neat. Yeah. So uh this is more on where they're located and do their shit. Uh, somewhere in the castle uh, that never was and accessible to the player is the meeting room of the organization. The area can be accessed with cheat codes, though the platform with the organization symbols can be walked on, but none of the thrones can. Uh, the game calls this area where nothing gathers, suggesting it may have been in the final game as a full area, but was later dropped. What a cool name for a place, too. Yeah. Where nothing gathers. Yeah, because it's because it's just like because they call themselves like nothing or nobodies, and it's just where they gather. Yeah, they're just real emo about in a it. castle that's not there because they don't matter in a world that never was. Right? Fucking emo as shit, dude. It's so fucking <laughs> angsty. I, I there's it doesn't surprise me. I played so much Kingdom Hearts when I was in middle school. It really doesn't. No, it doesn't. It's at all. so angsty. And then, like, Cloud fucking showing up, all emo and shit. He's like, I gotta fight. I gotta fight someone. Because I played Final Fantasy VII when I was in elementary school, and then that guy showed up with fucking, fucking hair in his face. Yeah. Just, like, talk about how, like, he's emo. Yeah. Whatever, man. Could go find Sephiroth. And he's gonna kick your ass. <laughs> kick your ass a couple times. Beat him with a Pooh Bear Keyblade, get at me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's a, uh, the room is a white cylindrical room with 13 extremely tall, uh, white thrones. The height of, um, the height of these thrones is determined by the amount of missions the respective member completes, and the height tends to change depending on the success or failure of those missions. However, Zemin's throne is always at the highest, as he's the leader, and therefore he has completed the highest amount of missions. To his left are the odd number ranked members while to his right are the even number numbered ones uh starting from Zemnis clockwise it goes Zaldin, Lexius, Syax, Demix, Marluxia, Roxas, Larxene, Luxord, Axel, Zexion, Vexen and Zigbar so many fucking axes uh ironically Vexen, Lexius, uh Zexion and Zexion have the lowest chair heights out of the whole organization uh, in the new cutscenes from Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix, every time a missing member is referred to during a meeting, the camera's focus will shift briefly to that said member's throne, such as when Zaladin reminds Axel that, indirectly, he eliminated the trailers Marluxia and uh, Larxene. The camera briefly shifts to their thrones. The conversation concerning concerns Axel's orders to destroy Roxas, and fittingly enough, Roxas's throne is between theirs. In the central tower of the castle that never was, there is a room that is something of a graveyard or a place where beings who can't use the portal to darkness uh, use the doorway like portals to reach other members of the organization. This chamber has 13 portals, which uh, lead to certain area throughout, certain areas throughout the castle. The portals are placed simultaneously along with walls and glow blue if that specific member is alive, but red when that one is dead. Uh, yeah, that's where you fight them. <laughs> Yeah, well, it, there's like, there's like two of those. Well, no, one's in the castle and one's in, yeah. uh, one's in Radiant Garden. Uh, that dude, like the similar, like you go to the, it's like the same doors and you fight them. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, starting from Zemnis's, which is actually a path to the altar of naught, going downward are two more, then below them are four, and after them are six, with a path cutting halfway between the portals. Portals lead to large chambers, which are areas that the organization dwell when they are resting. So far, only four are known, which are the altar of naught, where Zemnis resides, and the highest point in the castle, Havoc's Divide, which is a large slanted balcony where Luxord resides, Addled Impasse, where Syax lives, which is a large circular room with a balcony made of glass and looks up towards the moon, and Axel's room, whose name is unknown and is only seen in a cutscene in Kingdom Hearts 358 Two Days. Note that for gameplay purposes, the gates to Havoc's Divide and Addled Impasse remain active even after Luxord and Syax are defeated. Also, for the same reasons, uh, Roxas still Roxas is still an active gate since he exists in, within Sora, is broken and rendered unusable, although it still maintains its blue glow. It may be broken, though, due to the fact that while Roxas still exists in Sora, he does not uh, exist physically, or maybe because of the f- simple fact that he left the organization. Note that uh, Zexion's tombstone was especially, especially broken to hide his weapon's image, which was not revealed until the release of uh, Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix Plus. Um, although its lettering can still be read, Xion never had a tombstone or a portal since she was a replicant, a replica built by Vexen for Xemnas to absorb Roxas, um, which would ha- make having a portal or tombstone of her own pointless. Yeah. Uh, by the time of Kingdom Hearts 2, the actions of Sora, Axel, Riku, and the Riku replica, in addition to the departure of Roxas, reduced the organization's roster to eight which were then slain by Sora one by one, with the exception of Axel, who sacrificed himself to allow Sora to go and save Kairi, until only Xemnas remained. Ultimately, Xemnas fell at the hands of Sora and Riku and Roxas, now a part of Sora once again, but still somewhat independent, as seen in the ending video before the credits, uh, could be considered the sole surviving member. All members who originate from Hollow Bastion, save Terra Xehanort, uh, Brag, and Issa, were resurrected in Kingdom Hearts 3, Dream Drop Distance. This is this next part's about how they were defeated. They kicked their asses. Zemnis, uh, defeated by Sora and Riku at the end of Kingdom Hearts 2, he was trying to dispose of the only threat standing between him and Kingdom Hearts. Disappeared into darkness in what appears to be a black variant of the white nobody thorns. Uh, he was the 13th, 14th if Xion is counted and final member to fall. But since both his Heartless and his Nobody have been slain, Master Xehanort is now able to return from the darkness because fuck it. It's such a cop-out, dude. It really is. It was like, hey, you gotta finish. You never fought Master... Sora never fought Master Xehanort. Gotta make that happen! So, since you beat his Heartless and his Nobody, he's gonna come back. Which is bullshit. You should be gone. This should be the end of that. Anyways... Uh, during his travels, young Xehanort pulled an incarnation of Xemnas uh, from an unknown point of time before his death into the future to become a member of the true organization. Also, still one of my favorite endings to a fight. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. What a great fight. Yeah. What a, it's one of my favorite final bosses in a game. Right, yeah. And I, and I say final boss like it's not the hardest boss in the game because we're talking about the same game that... Um, and more specifically, like, the because Kingdom Hearts has, like... Like, all, I feel like a lot of JRPGs do have, like, multiple stage final bosses. I'm talking about the final part where he's wearing the white coat with the black, like, zigzags. Not the, fuck the 
flying dragon. Oh, that thing. was fun though. That was the fun flying, for what it was. The flying dragon. Yeah. Fuck that fight. Right. Dude, I like... fight fifty times. Then tell me, because <laughs> you've played that game so many times, and tell me how fun it is. Um, no, because I'm not you. Do it on critical. Do it on critical, and then no, because I'm also still not you. And then do it on and die on that part because you can't heal yourself during that fight. Again. Uh, Zigbar, defeated by Sora Donald, and Goofy in the Hall of Empty Melodies. Fucking, these names are so angsty, and I want to incorporate <laughs> them into a D&D campaign. Just make an album yeah. with all these names. <laughs> uh, uh, Zigbar uh, was defeated by Sora Donald and Goofy in the Hall of Empty Melodies in the world that never was. He started the fight to try to prevent Sora and company from ascending any farther up the castle, but disappeared in the darkness. He was the ninth member to disappear. Tenth of Xion uh, is counted. Young Xehanort saved Bragg from his destruction by sending an incarnation of him from an unknown point in time forwards to become a member of the true organization. Um, this is this is just Bragg though, not Zigbar. Oh, Zigbar. I thought they, I thought they all just came back. No, Bragg came back. Mm-mm. He did. It says right here, all members were who originated from Hollow Bastion, save Terra Xehanort, Brig, and Issa were resurrected. Brig wasn't resurrected, he was pulled through time. I thought he was resurrected. God, Nick, get your Kingdom Hearts lore right. No, I'm pretty sure I remember seeing him saying yeah, that. You're probably right. Like, Fuck I it. I haven't played half these games. I am. Zaldin uh, was defeated by Sora, Donald, Goofy, and Beast at Beast Castle. Hell yeah! My boy! My boy! You know, you know, every time I was at Beast Castle, I had my boy on my team. Oh, absolutely. He's, his fucking specials useful. Don't give a useful. shit. Don't give a shit. It's the only video game I can think of where I can play alongside Beast. Yeah. So I always took that opportunity. In case you guys don't know, because you've never seen me, my left arm, my upper left arm, has a, a huge beast tattoo from Beauty and the Beast. I could post it on our Instagram. I love it's my favorite tattoo that I have. I love it. Ladies love it. It works great. <laughs> and well, I, if I ever go to prison, I will not do well in prison. Nope. But that's fine. Um. He was on a mission to turn Beast into a Heartless and a Nobody. But it don't work, because Beast is a shit! <laughs> Disappeared into darkness and wind, and in the uh, manga, was killed by Vexen Replicant. Uh, Zaldin was the seventh member. Subject to elimination, eighth if you're counting Shion. Due to his elimination, he was a, um, revived as Dylan. Uh... Vexen was defeated by Axel as a way to gain Marluxia's trust, uh, or Marluxia's. I don't know how to pronounce that. Yeah, you, Marluxia. Whatever. Uh, Vexen, what fuck Vexen opposed Marluxia's plot, and Marluxia wanted him eliminated. Disappeared by incineration into darkness. He was fucking great. Uh, he was the first member to fall. His death led to the recreation of Evan. Spelt even. Even. Lexius uh, was defeated by Riku while possessed by Ansem, Seeker of Darkness. He was trying to make Riku use the darkness inside of him. Um, from what is shown in the cutscene of his elimination, he was helpless against Ansem, Seeker of Darkness, due to his weakened condition after his brutal fight with Riku. He disappeared in darkness and was the third member um, eliminated. His death led to the reconstruction of his original persona, Alias. 
Uh, Zexion uh, was defeated by Rika Replica and Axel. Axel wanted no evidence of his actions in Castle Oblivion, so when Zexion was extremely wary from his battle with the real Riku, Axel had the Riku Replica absorb Zexion. He disappeared into gaseous darkness while engulfed in the Replica's energy. Uh, Zexion was the fifth member to fall. His death led to Ienzo's recreation. Saiyax was defeated by Sir Donald and Goofy. He was con- confronted simply to try and eliminate uh, the last of the organization. He disappeared into a gaseous darkness. He was the 11th to be defeated, 12th if Xion is counted. Uh, despite fading away, he was saved from his fate by young Xehanort, who sent an incarnation of him from an unknown point of time into the future to serve as the true as a member of the true organization. Uh, now we have Axel, uh, eliminated in a sacrificial attack to save Sora from an army of dusks. Similar to a fire, he seemed to burn out into darkness, resembling ashes. Axel was the eighth member to fall, nine of Shion is counted. He is later of all revived as Leah. And fucking learns to wield a goddamn keyblade. Yeah, because fuck it, Axel's so damn popular, we might as well give it to him. Got yeah. it memorized? <laughs> Uh, Demix, defeated by Sora, Donald, and Goofy, uh, he was one of the few mentionable people destroyed in the Battle of the 1000 Heartless. Pause! Greatest moment in that game. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely! I went, we're not gonna have to fight a thousand Heartless, and then we had to fight a thousand Heartless, and I went, I have never felt, like, it was the closest I'll ever feel to doing Helm's Deep in a video game. It is the coolest I've ever felt. That's, uh, that's pretty true. It's so, oh God, I just remember that moment where I'm just thinking, nah, this is just gonna be cutscene. This is just gonna, and then you literally physically fight a thousand heartless, and I've lost my fucking mind. Yeah, it was fucking great. Um, he confronted Sora and company just for the sake of battling in the war. He disappeared into darkness and appeared to have boiled up and evaporated. He was the sixth member to disappear, seventh is she on his counted. Uh, Luxord, uh, defeated by Sora. He captured Donald, Goofy, Riku, and Kairi, forcing Sora into one of Luxord's games. Sora was able to defeat him by winning the game and slashing through his shield of cards. He disappeared into gaseous darkness. Luxord was the 10th member to be eliminated, 11th if Xion is counted. Uh, Marluxia was defeated by Sora. He was trying to destroy Sora since he couldn't control him. Marluxia himself is never actually fought, but after Sora destroys a clone, a machine like nobody, and and an angel-like uh, feminine reaper, all of Marluxia's energy is gone and he is beaten. He disappeared, attempting to grab Sora in a gaseous darkness with a flurry of flower petals. Marluxia was the fourth member to be eliminated. Uh, Larkseen uh, was defeated by Sora, Donald, and Goofy. She was on a mission to kill Sora after her plan fell apart. She would have succeeded, but an attempt to save Sora by Namine, Donald, and Goofy gave him the strength to fight back, and Larxene eventually met her end. She disappeared into darkness. Larxene was the second member to be eliminated. Roxas, arguably the only surviving member, uh, Roxas permanently sealed himself within Sora just before the final battle with Xemnas, willing, willingly giving up his physical existence. Although he is not gone, he was the 12th member to fall, quote-unquote, 13th. Uh, 13th if Xion is counted. And now we get to Xion. While technically not an official member, she was still part of the organization for a while. She was defeated by Roxas while battling him and then faded away to join with Sora. If she was considered a member, she would be the sixth to be defeated. Yes. And that is about the, the life and death of the organization. 
the life, the death, and the rebirth. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, into the true organization, which I didn't even dive into because that just seems like a bunch of bullshit. It, I mean, it's not much to dive into. Except no, it is, and they, I looked it up. Except who they who it is. Yeah, I, I looked it up, and we, we went over pretty much everything about the true organization. Yeah, it's just like, it was basically like the like the original organization was to be filled with like 13 vessels to put darkness in but like they had their own personalities and everything went nuts and like not the way Xehanort wanted so he was just like fuck it I'm just gonna have all the organization members be me uh now I'm gonna ask probably the most important question of this episode who is your favorite I mean I mean this is a given other than Axel uh, I'm trying to th- think. I kind of like Zigbar. I, I, like I like I like all, like the dialogue with him. I've always liked Luxord. Really, he's like the one that has like the least screen time. I don't know, but I still liked him. The whole gambling motif that I thought was really interesting. Yeah, I mean that's interesting, but like I feel like he's not. He's the probably like the least developed. Um, yeah, he's he's definitely the least developed oh yeah, by far. But uh. If I were to pick another, it'd probably be Zaldin. No, not Zaldin. Zaldin's the sniper, right? No, Zaldin's the the one with the lances. Oh, who who had the big weapon? Which there's two with big uh, weapons. Alexius. Okay. Um. Yeah, I liked him too. But uh. Yeah, I don't know. I I know who I fucking didn't like. I didn't fucking like Zaldin. Or wait, Vex and no. No, Zaldin. I didn't like fighting Zaldin. Fuck him. Yeah, Zaldin's one of those boss fights that is, like, really, it's, like, really harder than, like, the final boss. It's, like, excessively difficult, and and I don't know why. I don't know. Fucking, you you just get Mickey and you just go through, you just power through it. Yeah, it's about the only thing I could do, but fuck that. And then I remember, like, fucking, I remember... That was such a good, dope mechanic. Like, if you died, you had the chance to play yeah. as Mickey to, to keep the fight going. Yeah. It was just, like, and it, it was, like, weirdly activated. It was just, like, Heartless Sora, where you could just randomly, like, when you'd use your uh, fucking forms. That had, like, the heart... I don't know if Mickey had a, num- had a thing behind it, but I know the anti-form had numbers behind it. Yeah, it was just weird. Like I, but I didn't fucking know that when I was in middle school playing the right. game. I just randomly, I was playing one day and I turned into like anti-form Sora and I lost my fucking mind. I was like this is the coolest game ever. Yeah, and then you realize it's useless if you use it in a fucking boss fight. Yeah, it's fucking fucked. awful. Um, I will say I also hated Demix, but like that, I didn't yeah. like that fight. Was that fight timed? I remember that fight being. Um, it's timed when he does the <clears throat> when he summons the water thing. It was dumb. Yeah, did you do the data fight? No. It's worse. It's like f- the f- the fight starts with him doing the w- with doing the water dancing and you have like 10 seconds to defeat like n- 100 things. Fuck that. You just spam fire. Yeah, no shit. But still, <laughs> fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, they, these were some annoying bosses at times, but the yeah. characters themselves I'm, are I'm, interesting. I'm glad that they did they took the the bosses from Chain of Memories and put them in Final Mix so you could fight them without cards. Yeah. Because that was dope. Even though some of them had fucking mechanics, let me tell you. Never fought them. Um, Marluxia had a mechanic where you had a counter over your head and the counter started at whatever level you were. So 
1 to 99. Every time you got hit, the counter went down. If the counter goes down to zero, you lose. Fuck that. That's dumb. Yeah. Um, Lexius had some weird fucking power thing, like power bars. And, like, he just, like, went more and more, and more Super Saiyan. Like, you know how, like, the aura of a Super Saiyan? Yeah. It just fucking that, but keeps getting bigger as his power level goes up. Like, he's literally <laughs> fucking power levels. He's literally was, like, Super Saiyan. Yeah, he just, fought, he just fought a Dragon Ball Z reject. Yeah. Um, his Xion was cool because, like, you could, he did, like, illusion shit and, like, used the book a lot. Oh, that's cool. Um... Lark scene is kind of like fighting her in the game, fighting her in the game, but with cards. And uh, so was Vexen, except Vec Vexen like you fought in front of, uh, like a lot of them you just fought in a, like the the typical like white room kind of thing, the white circular yeah. chain of memories room. But Vexen you fought in front of the in front of the mansion. Oh, that's because cool. that's where he died. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's pretty neat. But yeah. Fuck it, you know? <laughs> Fuck it, you know? Just fucking organization. Fucking. Bunch of... Bunch of emo kids. Bunch of angsty kids Dude, with I, I'm names. not kidding. Like, I want a fucking weapon in our campaign called the fucking Sky, Sky Splitter. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's dope. Yeah, it's so cool. I didn't know his axe sword was called the Sky Splitter. I'm gonna make it happen. Yeah, I'm gonna... I'm gonna... Talk to our DM. It's better than fucking what, what, vanilla, vanilla thunder. thunder. <laughs> <laughs> fucking fuck that. <laughs> Couldn't even read it when it came up. Whatever. Oh my god. <laughs> what does this say? <laughs> um. Yeah. So, so that's all I got. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um. Like we like to end every episode here at Navi Tales. Nick, what have you been playing? I know the answer to this question. I'm just asking it for the audience. We've both been playing the same fucking thing. I've been playing Data Boy. <laughs> Dude, this game, though! Fucking the new God of War is goddamn fucking fantastic. It is so good. This is the best game I've played in a while. Yeah. No, I agree completely. I'm having so much fun with it. I miss it every time I'm not playing it. Yeah, it's so good. Boy, boy. Instead of now, Ares got replaced with boy. Yeah, dude. Now he just yells boy. Oh man, it's so good. So uh, we we both picked it up on launch. Yeah. Um, I haven't. I've gotten. I think more time into it than you have. I don't know, cause like, but I haven't done any side quests. Yeah, you're further story wise, but like, I've been like doing everything I see. As I go, yeah, you're I'm just, just like straight main story. Yeah, I'm just powerhousing through the story because I'm gonna try to backtrack and do stuff later. Like if I ever get like fucking caught in between a rock and a hard place, I can go grind out a side quest real quick. Right. But I'm like way far in the story. Um, as a not only a uh, history person, not only a history person who is in love with mythology, but I am a history person who is in love with. Norse mythology. I love this game. Yeah, it's so good. Like, the references to true Norse, Norse mythology are really nice. Like, the when the dwarves first showed up... So, okay. If you haven't played God of War... Stop. Stop listening to this podcast now. Go, go to your local store. Or go to your, God or, of War. Or go to your local 
console. <laughs> and by God of War. And by God of War. We are going to be talking. We have not finished the game, either of us. Oh, yeah. We are going to talk about some things that happen in the game. This is your warning if you don't want to know anything that's happening in the game. Stop listening. You can reach us at Navi underscore Tales. Again, that is at Navi underscore Tales. <laughs> so we're going to keep talking about God of War now. Yes. When you first meet the dwarf, the, the first dwarf, the, the blue one. Brock. Brock. Um, I immediately knew who he was because of my knowledge of Norse mythology. I was like, and, and like when he said something about his brother, I was like, oh my God, these are the dwarves that built Mjolnir. Like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. And he's just fucking, everything he says just makes me laugh because he just swears. And just, that one's so funny. He just swears and he's just like, you buy shit from him and he's like, oh, good. Now get the fuck out of my face. Yeah, like he's just like, fuck off. And he's just calling like the dwarven king a bitch. Yeah, it's, it's fucking great. And the other one's like a germaphobe. And it's hilarious because he like wants to fix the axe and he's just like, can you just set it down over there? And Curtis is like, no. He's just like holding it in front of him. So he like grabs it awkwardly and then like cleans it. And then like you immediately walk away and fight some enemies. And all you hear is him yelling in the background. I just cleaned that. Yeah, it's so great. And uh, we were talking about it a little bit last night. Uh, so a little of a lot of this is going to be rehashing the conversation we had last night. But we, this is the first time probably since I played The Last of Us where the dynamic between an older and younger character felt as good as it does now. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not relating the, what are, what are the names in The Last of Us? Ellie and Joel. Joel. I'm not relating Joel to Kratos and Ellie to Atreus. Yeah. They're, they're very different characters. Yeah. But the relationship feels good yes it feels there's a lot of character development in this you're seeing a character who's never done anything but war um try to care about someone and it's really great to see and then i can't talk to you about it but there's other things like it they explain why kratos is so hard to care about his son they absolutely explain that yeah and it's so, it makes so much sense. It's so good. So, yeah, and the, the characters you interact with are great. The fucking world serpent I lost my goddamn mind with. Oh, yeah, it was great. He comes up out of the ocean and just speaks with this, like, bellowing noise. And I'm yeah. like, holy shit. And, like, when you're on that bridge, you can just see his head in the background. He's yeah. just in the background. Yeah. I'm just like, it's a fucking world and serpent. And, like, part of his body's, like, still in yeah. the, like, coming out of the lake and shit. And I was like, it's the fucking world serpent in this, in my PlayStation. <laughs> this is a, my PlayStation is a world serpent. It's so great. And the fucking just combat and using the Leviathan Oh, axe. yeah, the combat's so satisfying on, like, a couple different levels. Like, the, the Leviathan axe, axe, like, feels weighty. And, like, when you hit it, you feel like you're hitting someone with an axe. Yeah. Like, it's like how I described the, the newer Star Wars movies. Like, the lightsabers in the newer Star Wars movies feel like they have weight to them. Yeah. Which I didn't feel like with the prequels. They were real floaty. Like, that's how I feel about this axe. It feels like it has weight to it. And the mechanic of just calling back to the axe whenever you want. Like, how, at first I was like, oh, I have to manually call back the axe every time. That's going to get pretty annoying. But instead, I've used it to make... Pretty fucking great combos. Yeah, no, it's really great to just call back the axe whenever you want. 
It, I'm me, so I kept thinking, I'm going to forget to do this, and I'm going to just start punching things instead of hitting them with an axe. But, like, then you purposely start punching things because you want to freeze somebody in, sp- in a certain spot because you threw the axe at them, and it's ice-based, so they freeze. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh, it's great. And it's, like, used for puzzle solving, too, and shit like that. And the soundtrack is on point. Oh, yeah. I have the, so- the Spotify soundtrack. It's on Spotify. I have it saved. I listen to it all the time. I just want to hear like that epic music and that pretty Nordic music. Um, the different things you fight are really great. Fighting trolls is really fun. Fighting ogres is really fun. You're in Anaheim, so we can talk about how I think the dark elves are the fucking coolest things. Oh yeah, they're like a hive. Yeah, like when you think dark elves, like parents. you think either like World of Warcraft or like what was in Thor: The Dark World. Yeah. You don't think of them like parademons. Like like fae, like fairies. Yeah. Like and that's what they are. And I'm like, oh, this is neat. Yeah. And you just and they got like fucking tridents. Shit. Yeah. I the the dark elves are really, really cool. They're like yeah, insect like. Cool. I like yeah, it a yeah. lot. Yeah. No, um, they, I thought they were really cool looking. Yeah, it's like fighting locusts. I love it. But yeah, and then where I am in the game, it, it's Really interesting to see where this story is going to go from where I am. Um, I can't talk about it. Yeah. Because you're not there. Yep. And I'll spoil the pot. I'll spoil fucking God of War for anyone listening, but goddamn, I will not spoil it for you. Because I can physically hit you. <laughs> the listeners cannot. Man, when fucking Sweet Tooth showed up in this game, <laughs> man, I was blown away. Fucking motherfucking Spiral the Dragon fucking showed up. Spiral the Dragon shows up. <laughs> and Crash Bandicoot fights him. And then Kratos goes, what the fuck am I doing on PlayStation All-Stars, comma, again? (laughs) Like. There's fucking a big daddy. (laughs) The fucking fat princess. (laughs) Fucking that game existed. I know. um, But, yeah, so. So God of War, that's pretty much it that I've been playing. Yeah, go play it. I've been playing a little bit of Splatoon because they just had a massive update. But I haven't really gotten my hands on it because instead of. Going to bed early and playing Splatoon, I am staying up late and playing God of War. Yeah. Uh, for your weekly Infinity War, or for your weekly Infinity War, <laughs> for, your, for your weekly Future Fight update, they just had their massive, 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 biggest update I've seen, Infinity War update, bunch of new uniforms, uh, a bunch of new kind of game modes, a uh, couple new mechanics, the biggest being that Captain America cannot be tier three'd, which I'm in the fucking process of doing. Because fucking yeah. Yeah, boy. So doing that, I have Thanos' uniform because Thanos is my favorite and I can't wait for this fucking movie. Mm. With Nick and I before this podcast, it's all we talked about. I know. Um, But we're not a movie podcast. No. There's plenty of those. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we didn't talk about it last week, uh, so we're gonna talk about it a lot more this week, or not a lot more, but a bit more, uh, is our Dungeons and Dragons corner, because none of you told us you didn't want to hear about it. (laughs) So, last week, we played for a bit, but half of us, including the Dungeon Master, got so drunk we couldn't function. Yeah. So we didn't accomplish a lot. It was a mess. Like, I drank, I think, 10 or 11 beers... Uh, our dungeon master drank an entire bottle of wine. Uh, our elf rogue decided to drink as much as she could, which was not nearly as much as we could. 
So we got really drunk and then went and got ramen. So uh, last week we didn't do a lot, which is why we didn't talk about it. Um, we really just kind of, I don't know, our our rogue turned pretended to be a chicken and we like infiltrated some goblins and, and I punched through a wall. That's all I remember. <laughs> I don't know. Have we even talked about this yeah, campaign at all? We absolutely have. You sure? Yep. All right. Yeah, no. The rogue turned into a chicken. Um, some god to to sneak into some god to sneak with some goblins. But this campaign went off the rails a little bit. Oh, dude! Yes, or, or was, this last yes, session was great. We so we we'd killed an assassin who was part of this seven seven serpents group. Uh, so the seven serpents group shows up. Yeah, we are able to convince the seven serpents group that their assassin had gotten killed by the rocks that had fallen on the town that were obviously thrown by giants that we don't know yet, and that our rogue who had stolen all of the Seven Serpent Assassin's knives was an agent for the Seven Serpents that they just didn't know about. So now we're teamed up with this, for lack of a better term, bandit group called the Seven Serpents to rebuild the bridge. Because we're all stuck on a Because we're all stuck on a, uh, stuck on a fortress, essentially. And so we're just teamed up with these bandits Building, br- building building a, a bridge, bridge. <laughs> like it's fucking. We it's, it's we, great. We were like talking to our dungeon master after the fact. He's like, I did not expect any of you to do this. I have no idea what I'm doing now. Probably, I don't know where this campaign's going. They probably like expected us to fight them, but we were just like, we. Ca- you want to be friends with them? <laughs> <laughs> and then like we're talking to like, are we bandits now? <laughs> like, is this is this what we're br- doing? Are we about to build a bridge. So we've been building a bridge for a couple days and we needed a chain to finish it. Uh, so we went to go get a chain. However, we stopped by a windmill that our sorcerer kindly decided to burn the fucking thing down. Yeah. There was goblins in the rafters and everybody had disadvantage because they were hiding. And I was like, they're not going to be able to hide if there's no windmill. <laughs> <laughs> so I burned it down. And guess what? They were dead. They weren't hiding anymore. And most importantly, I finally got the head of a goblin. I've been trying to get the head of a goblin this entire time because I'm hoping at some point I can find someone who can reanimate it and I can have it by my side. It's the same reason I have a teddy bear in my inventory because I want someone to reanimate that too. Anyway, his name is Longo. So I asked someone, hey, do you want to see Longo? And they punched me because they thought I was talking about my dick. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So then we continued on our way, went to a... uh, It was like a separate... It was like a separate island, kind of yeah, off the off the main. Fortress. Yeah, and we had a couple grappling hooks, so we were able to get there. And we um we went there, found chain that we needed to finish building the bridge. On our way back, our fucking rogue falls in the water. Yep. Because she rolls shitty on every check possible, and so me being the uh, orc half orc barbarian with zero intelligence. Oh, I forgot to say when we were in that house, we fought an enchanted sword. Yeah. That uh, we were able that you electrocuted because I was able to grapple it. Yeah. So I was holding it by the handle and you electrocuted it. So now I have a uh, enchanted longsword called Vanilla Thunder. <laughs> so thing. I have that now. So uh, our rogue is in the water, being attacked by something. We know that she's being attacked because we can see it, like the water splashing and everything. So I hand Nick Vanilla Thunder and jump in, and I save our rogue by going rage mode and punching whatever it is while the rest of you just fucking watched yep all you guys did not help at all hey 
You threw down the grappling hook. We threw down the grappling hook so you could get back up. None of you did anything to help me as I I punched the shit out of a fish. I wanted to shock the water. You would have killed us all! He would have been fine! He would have been fine! I was, like... So now I'm down a rage, but it'll be fine. I'm not expecting to use another one anytime soon. Because yeah. uh, I'm, I'm level two barbarian, so I have two. Two. But, uh, yeah, so... It was the first time I've used rage. And I passed every strength check with it the entire time I was in rage mode. Yep. Because you get advantage on all strength checks... And my strength is, like, anything I roll, it's, like, plus five to whatever. So I just, like, punch my way through everything. Yeah, uh, Nick's become, Nick's character has become a bit of a pyromaniac. Um, my character, I'm kind of more leaning into the fact that he has zero intelligence, uh, where he takes things a little bit more literally than he should. He, um... Like, for example, Nick was talking, making small talk with the leader of the Mandic gang, and we're just making shit up as we go. We are literally just improving these lies to yeah. these characters. Because they're, like, asking us all, all these questions, and we're just, like, making up lies so they we could... And they worked! And they so were... far, they have exclusively worked. Like, they, they asked about the, the note that the character had, the, the, that the assassin had on yeah, her, so and they... Nick had that in his inventory. What Nick's character in game didn't know is that our rogue pickpocketed that note from him while they were talking and was able to get away with it. And she goes, oh, no, she, she told me to give this to you in case she died because yeah. she's pretending to be a member of that gang that they don't know about. I'm right. like, this is awesome. Right. Um, and then, like, while everybody was working on, like, building the bridge, the leader was talking to me and he was like, you know, so tell me about, like, the town. Because they. Uh, the, oh, yeah, we convinced them. They want to. They want to. Like, they wanted to take over the town and convert it to, like, sell things, like, black market style, but, like, since the town got attacked by presumably giants, like, everybody fled and it's just us. Yeah, they were um, asking, like, why we were there. We were like, we live here. Yeah. And, like, and so we, we were just making shit up as we go. We so, don't, but... So he was asking me to, like, explain, like, my backstory and my life and, like, how I knew everybody. And I got to the point where I was just, like, I was ridiculed because I'm I'm half-elf and the kids would fill pillowcases with oranges and beat me with them. And so my my half-work with zero intelligence overheard that, and I now I have vowed to protect you from all citrus. <laughs> like, it's just... Uh, it's just things like that. It, it, it's what makes Dungeons & Dragons so fun. You just take it off the rails a little bit and have some fun with it. Yeah, it was pretty great. Yeah, like, we had a really, really fun session last night. And then we went and got chicken nuggets. It was pretty great. Um... So yeah, that was that was fun. I I really liked that. Um, if you want, uh, I can pull up Facebook real quick. We have our our group, our Dungeons and Dragons group. Oh yeah, I also in game have been calling goblins gerblins. <laughs> um, so I, which is pretty great considering um everyone has been ridiculing me over it, but our uh. One of our people posted in our group some of the best quotes from that night. So our out-of-context D&D quotes. Uh, you are permanently a chicken, which was said by our dungeon master to our rogue. Um, uh, I was, kept saying I was an emo orc because I kept talking about my dead sister. <laughs> um, and then I slipped up and said incestual guardian instead of ancestral guardian. So now everyone thinks I fucked my sister. Um... 
I said, you have fucked up the heads of everything I love <laughs> to Nick because he kills everything's heads. Uh, when Nick threw his fireball, he yelled, yeet. <laughs> um, we, they asked if I had anything left to throw, and all I said was a frying pan because it's all I had left in my inventory. We tried to put an entire bed in our bag of holding. Yeah. Um, it was like a really nice... We went to like the the really nice building of the fortress, and there was a really nice bed. And the uh, the elf was like, can, "Can I put it in the bag of holding so we could just use this whenever we camp?" And he was like, "Everybody." The DM was like, "Everybody has to roll to get it back to get it in," but we failed. We had to roll like above a fifteen. Yeah, but we failed. Uh, when describing me going into the water and coming out in rage mode, went in graceful, came out weird and yelling. <laughs> And then finally, he ended it with Jeremy Wade pops out of the water holding whatever grabbed Josh and Casey. So, <laughs> hi, I'm Jeremy Wade. Hi, I'm Jeremy Wade. And you're watching River Monsters. <laughs> so, and our dungeon master has sworn that he's going to put a character named Jeremy Wade into our campaign. I can't wait. I am loving this campaign so far. I think the first campaign that we did, uh, most of us were new players. It, it was definitely a test in that water, but now that we're a little bit more comfortable with doing it, we can do more things like accidentally become bandits <laughs> yep. and burn down windmills. Yeah. So it, it's it's fun. Yeah, it's great. Um. So yeah, we'll we'll keep you updated with all that. Uh, you can check us out on social media. We are on both Twitter and Instagram at Navi underscore Tales. Again, that is at Navi underscore Tales. Uh, send us pictures of your dad. Um, <laughs> hold up. <laughs> Casey in the background right now is our friend Casey on the couch, uh, because she just normally likes hanging around with us. Um, Casey's dad passed away about a year and a half ago. So she just gave me a really, really sad face <laughs> and we're laughing because she makes a lot of jokes as a coping mechanism. We all love Casey. We all supported her in her time of need. I swear we're not laughing at her dead dad. Yeah. Except Casey. She's laughing at her dead dad. So don't think we're monsters. This is just how we do things. Uh, so yeah, that, that's it for me. Yeah. Go play, go play God of War. Go play God of War, please. Uh, until next time, we'll see you then. Bye. Love you. All the urging of Yenzo. At the urging of... Mm. The organization makes their first appearance in the series, apart from Zen Zemnis's appearance in Kingdom Hearts Final Mix. Um. Oh, fuck. I shouldn't have put that there. Uh, after the whatever, no, fuck it. I'll 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 fix it. That's not a complete sentence. Oh. These are all. There are also six others who identify. Larxene, known as the Savage Nymph, uh, uses the attribute of lightning and eight knives called Fondre. That's not an N. Foundren. Found. Foudry. 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 I I I'd do that. Okay. Ultimately, Zemnis felt the hens. <laughs> I gotta say words. Marluxia was the 14th member to be eliminated. Or fourth, because there's only 14 members. Yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> Marluxia was the fourth member to be eliminated. Read it again at last. I know. <laughs> Tell me when you're done.
Fuck you. You fucking ruined the end of this. Boy. Boy.